This is a Federal News Network podcast. The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with return guest Chris Parente. Chris, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks so much, Mark. Great to be back. It is always fun to have you here. Uh, tell people uh, uh, quickly what you do, please. Sure. Uh, StoryTech Consulting is a content marketing um, firm that specializes in B2B and B2G clients. We help clients better state what makes them different, uh, projects their thought leadership, and use that content to further their business objectives. Cool. And the website is storytechconsulting.com. That is right. Yeah. You know, find Chris on, on, uh, on LinkedIn or at StoryTech. So we're, we're going to be talking about a variety of things regarding marketing to the government. But from your perspective, what's the state of GovCon marketing today? You know, markets incredibly uh, healthy, uh, I would say. Um, I think, as you know, last year, Uh, COVID-19 forced companies that market to government to change things up, get more creative with how they were reaching decision makers, right? They couldn't do in-person events. Um, They couldn't do meet and greets. So they had to find other ways to get their message in front of government decision makers. And in a lot of ways, that made the COVID pandemic, which hit other industries so hard, it actually was in for many government marketers and for the publications that serve this market, they couldn't have been busier. And as the, as we are hopefully moving out of the pandemic, the pace has not decreased on the government marketing front. That really nails some interesting things for a long time. I think, um, a lot of GovCon marketers were handcuffed in a lot of ways. They wanted to try new things and, uh, you know, management wouldn't fund or not agree with that particular direction. And when, uh, when the COVID uh, shutdown occurred, all of a sudden new things had to be tried, the virtual events, more content, more social selling. And I think, we as professional marketers adapted really, really well and fast. <laughs> and fast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the old expression, uh, necessity, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And government marketers were forced to change. Uh, we haven't even mentioned the fact that a good percentage of the workforce is now going to be working from home. I can't remember the last, the most recent numbers, but it's going, you know, that was a, that turbocharged the remote working environment for the federal workforce, which then turbocharged the technology needed to enable remote working, um, which of course created the need for all the suppliers of that technology to 
market themselves in different ways. Yeah. Step up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, the rapid adoption of, you know, Zoom and others as a uh, webinar uh, and conference platform. I don't know if Zoom's conference platform or not. Mm-hmm. I've been to a ton of meetings there, but all kinds of uh, of meeting platforms and um, some of which are FedRAMP approved. So Feds can attend. Right, right, exactly. The thing that, that really helped us, I think, was the the rapid ability of Fed's individual employees to adapt to this as well. Yep, absolutely. You mean the de- just the general development of technology? Well, yeah, the, the development of technology, but the, the, you know, I met with a number of Fed's one-on-one via Zoom. Uh, I saw the results from a number of events where the federal quote, attendance for virtual events was actually pretty healthy. And the ability of, you know, companies that were putting on, you know, traditional live events and switching them to, you know, not not even hybrid because the, the first several months, people weren't going to physical events at all. Right. But we had a number of speakers in our ideation group regarding that. Yep, we sure did. And we'll get there shortly. So um, where do you think marketers get education? Uh, Well, I can talk about, I I can talk about where I get uh, education. And I think we could start there. I I really need to start here, Mark, because one of the best things about what I do at uh, StoryTech is I learn so much by talking with my clients and producing the content to project their thought leadership. I mean, I'll just give you some examples. Um, you know, Fatara, FedRAMP, uh, distributed denial of service attacks, DDoS, uh, cable versus the, the technicalities of cable versus fiber, how you, you know, how the cloud, the big cloud giants are making it easier and easier to tap into. Uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning that, you know, 10 years ago, you would have needed, you know, your own data lakes and hundreds of data scientists. I just learned so much by finding out what the client, you know, finding out what the client does and then helping them translate that in a way that means something to the audience. So I wanted to mention that one first. There's so many educational things out there. I know both of both you and I get a lot out of market marketing profs. Fantastic source of information. Yep. Um, do you do you get Ann Handley's uh, uh, fortnightly newsletter? No, but I will after this uh, discussion. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll forward you the latest so you can okay. subscribe. Yeah, I, I've known Ann from way back when, when I was an early hire at advertising.com. Oh, wow. Back before she was Anne. That's right. Well, <laughs> back, back when she ran Digitrends with a partner who I'm afraid whose name has escaped me. And um, they actually um, sold Digitrends and did extremely well before the first correction. So I was always happy for her there. Um, you know, there are so many webinars. I get a, I don't know about you, but I... Uh, I watch the occasional uh, ATARC webinar, uh, get a lot of value out of those. So, you know, Tom does a good job with that. 
Yep. Um, there's a a public relations site called uh, Spin Sucks. Sorry for the vernacular, but that's the name of the site. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Put out by a woman named Jeannie Dietrich. Um, very good stuff. She does a lot around the PISO model, the paid, earned, shared, and owned mixture of the content that an organization puts out, how all of those channels should be complementary, um, preferably be, you know, have somebody looking over all of them, although the way corporations are set up, that's often a challenge internally. Um, but uh Industry pubs like that are always good to to stay sharp. Yeah, I use some of the same marketing props. It's been a cornerstone for a number of years. Uh, I also get uh, Mike Stelzer's uh, social media today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get books on a regular basis. I you know uh, McGraw Hill and Harvard Business Review send me books to review, which is absolutely cool because I don't have to pay for them. Um, Well, and and, hey, that says something, Mark. um, uh, Yeah, I'm still not sure what it says, but (laughs) um, and Wash Tech is also on on my uh, on my regular list. But I love brain picking with people. So like when I'm telling people happy birthday or congrats on the new job or I see them do something on LinkedIn, uh, I'll, I'll add a quick, Hey, you got time for a zoom. Uh, and I'll spend 15, 20 minutes with, you know, five or 10 people every week, yourself included, uh, just, you know, brain picking and swapping ideas because I'm a solopreneur. I need that, that regular, uh, input. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've seen, you know, we've talked about this. I've seen you do it on LinkedIn. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's a reminder that I should do that a little bit more myself. And you know what? And I, I should have mentioned the industry trades. I definitely get, you know, the next govs, uh, FCW, GCN. In fact, I don't know. I don't know anyone. Else, I don't know who else does this, but I still have a uh, uh, RSS aggregator. I use. Yeah. Oh yeah, I use a. Uh, I use NetVibes is the name of the the tool, and so I just set up a tab with all my industry trades, and uh, saves me some time, but make sure that I don't miss any big stories. Cool. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. Uh, Mr. Parente and I shall return right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. Uh, I'm here with Chris Parente of StoryTech Consulting, and we're discussing the state of marketing and uh, places GovCon marketers can get ideas, brainstorm with others. And Chris, it's been about 18 months now, almost exactly 18 months. Uh, the government marketing university has various uh, communities of interest and you and I and Janet Waring co-chair the ideation group. Yeah, it's been, uh, we've got a great, uh, great group of government marketers and uh, budget holders who get together every week um, and talk about issues, talk about um, tactical things, talk about strategic things. Um, I think it'd be, you know, 
18 months ago, Mark, I think it became, it, it began as a, almost like a psychological lifeline in a way. It was a way to keep talking to people in our community, keep reaching out in the, uh, in the depths of the pandemic when you could barely leave your house. And thanks to you and Janet, you know, we've kept it going and uh, it can, you know, it continues to deliver value. I learned new things all the time and somewhat ironically, uh, considering that we're still in a situation where you have to be careful about traveling, careful about doing things in person, I think that um, I've actually increased my personal knowledge of others in this uh, industry of ours. Yeah. And, you know, not not just the the knowledge sharing, but I mean, you and I have known each other by reputation for a long time. We would know each other by sight if we saw each other at events. But over the last year and a half, we've we've really developed a pretty decent knowledge of where each of us fits in this strange little universe we inhabit. Um, exactly. With a bunch of others, you know, and Chris Brinker, our new partner, Janet Waring, uh, Mark Guthrie, Neil Cohen, uh, Larry Letow. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, we've learned so much about these folks and what they do. And everybody brings a different perspective to the group and the conversations, if I couldn't attend anymore, uh, it would be a big hole in, yeah. my, in my life, not just in my schedule. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And really, it's t- to me, I mean, it's so impressive, the skill sets and the depth of knowledge on these calls. I mean, j- just the people you just mentioned, right? Um, cybersecurity. Um, SEO experts. Um, uh, Neil, Neil does first responder technology, right? I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, Mark does interoperability technology. It, it's just such a broad breadth of folks and so generous, right? I mean, yeah. so, so generous with the sharing of knowledge and insights. And um, we've, you know, we occasionally have speakers come in more the first year than lately, but you know, the, the speakers are sharing information. We had all the, all the major B2G publishers came in last year, explain what they do. Um, a lot of uh, communications firms. So yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic group. I'm so proud of what we've accomplished. I, I, think, it's the, I think it's the most active of the uh, communities of interest at the moment. I, I think you're right. Um, and, you know, the topics, uh, you know, they just keep coming. And our, our, our members, you know, our members are often the speakers. But, you know, early on, back in March and April uh, and May of last year, we had some really bright people talking, uh, coming in to talk about the variety of virtual meeting options and how they worked, um, you know, the we had we had somebody actually i think from zoom uh and we had experts on some of the other platforms yep. as as well and it, it was it was great yeah it really really was yeah so i mean we we meet uh tuesdays for 30 minutes at nine o'clock and that's usually a specific topic meeting and then friday 
at nine o'clock for another 30 minutes, we have kind of a free for all session where people can ask questions or, you know, what, whatever, whatever they want. Right. Friday, Friday roundup conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So maybe current events may be a particular problem. Uh, but I mean, you know, we, we've had some, some really, really good presentations and they aren't long. They're like 15 minutes, yeah. but you get to the crux of the matter and then it's open discussion. Right. Like for instance, this week we have an expert coming in. We're going to be talking about CMMC. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, where, where it, what's the status, where is it going? Uh, this, this person has a uh, consulting firm totally focused on helping contractors certify themselves um, uh, under CMMC. So that, that's those sorts of extremely useful, interesting conversations. Yeah, Toby Musser. Yes, thank you. And, uh, and you know, that, that's what he does. He's a third-party authorized uh, advisor in this CMMC process. Um, you know, and, and you can, if you're interested in attending our ideation, uh, sessions, you can go to gmarku.com, uh, look up ideation and, uh, just register. It's free. We welcome new additions. We have, uh, consultants, we have ad agencies, we have government marketers, we have some BD folks. Um, I don't think we have any salespeople, do we? I'm not sure. Yeah. And, and starting in November, the first Tuesday of every month is the, our, our new book club discussion. And November 2, we're going to be talking about uh, Malcolm Gladwell's first book, The Tipping Point. Yes, looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what other books people recommend. Um, I, I I love the book club idea. I'm glad it came up. Yes. So anything else about ideation we should throw out there? Uh, it's it's the place to be. Uh, love, love to let more people know about it. So, you know, please register. Stop on by. I uh, think you'll find it time extremely well spent and you'll meet a bunch of great people uh, who potentially, you know, there have also been some collaborative work arrangements, uh, work uh, relationships that have come out of it. So, yes, sir. Yes, there has. And, you know, wonderful personal relationships as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know of any other regular meeting for GovCon marketers. Not that, absolutely not that regular. And you know what else, Mark? I've just been so impressed by the skill set. It just, it just kind of reinforces, you know, I like to, I mean, I'm a classically trained communicator, but now I, I've chosen to focus on content development and content delivery with StoryTech. And, you know, meeting all these talented people, it just reinforces the, you know, find your speciality, focus on it. And then when you need to deliver more value to clients, you can work collaboratively with others instead of trying to pretend like you bring it all to the table. Oh, right. You know, I've yeah. used the ideation group to uh, give me uh, fodder for my wash tech articles or oh. my LinkedIn posts. Right. And at the end, I tag the people who've given me the ideas. <laughs> um, yep. Oh yeah. We've seen that. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> You, you can't think of all this stuff 
yourself. It just doesn't happen that way. No, no. And I have to generate a lot of content because that's <laughs> what I do and that's what you do. Oh, well, and, and whoever get, is lucky enough to get mentioned by you because of your audience, we know that LinkedIn post is going to get uh, healthy readership. Well, I certainly hope so. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'll be back with Chris right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. Again, I'm here today with Chris Parenti of StoryTech Consulting, storytechconsulting.com. Find Chris uh, as Christopher Parente on LinkedIn. And um, I want to I want to back up a little bit and and finish our education portion. Um, what are your favorite books on uh, on either business or marketing? Uh, okay, let's see. I would say um, okay. I'm going to go back to a classic, Mark, uh, "Crossing the Chasm." Okay, Jeffrey Moore. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, that was uh, very, and I, I'm, I think he's uh, republished, you know, updated it a couple of times. Um, a very valuable introduction to the technology life cycle for me. Uh, and in fact, I've often thought that um, you've seen the Gartner hype cycle reports, right? Yeah. That seems, that seems to me awfully similar to uh, the Jeffrey Moore uh, concept of the technology life cycle. Well, there's no, nothing new uh, under the I have sun. To say, yeah, right. I got a lot out of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. I took that as part of my master's program at American. Mm-hmm. Um, time, you know, time management, understanding the other person before you seek to be understood. The con- concept of putting time aside for self-renewal. I, I, whenever something becomes extremely popular, it all, it can be pushed too far and almost become a cliche, right? Right. But I've, you know. Still get, a, still get a lot of value out of that. Um, I, I think I've told you about this book, Lost and Founder, um, Rand Fishkin, a very early expert in the area of SEO, wrote a fantastic book about um, the, the weight, the, the responsibility of running uh, his own IT company, pivoting from a services company to a product company. They came out with a software-based version of their product. Uh, Dealing with VCs, what's it like when a VC puts money into your company? How do you know when it's time to sell, not to sell? Um, It was a, it's an incredibly, he went through some health issues because of the pressure he was under. Very, very honest book, Uh, Lost and Founder was the name of that one. Okay. And then finally, this, this came out about 11, 12 years ago. I don't you know if you remember, but there was a book called If We Can Put a Man on the Moon, Getting Great Things Done in Government. One of the authors was a Deloitte guy. And it was, it, it's all about getting big projects done in government, why they often don't work out the way they want, uh, they are expected to. And he talks about the concept of what he calls the Stargate. And Stargate is when a uh, idea and a policy has to go to the, go from policy to bureaucratic implementation. Basically it has to get funded and approved. And sometimes concepts get totally um, changed, you know, totally warped going through that process 
before they actually start to uh, be implemented in the government programs. So those are the ones that are at the top of my top of my head. Cool. I had I had three that I wanted to throw out quickly. Uh, David Meerman Scott's New Rules of Marketing and PR, which has gone through seven editions since it first came out in 07. Um, just a phenomenal book. Um, Regis McKenna's classic uh, relationship marketing, the first chapter of which has his uh, classic uh, Harvard Business Review article, Marketing is Everything. Um, mm. And uh, going way back, Trout and Reese's Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. Uh, mm. Those are, are some of my favorites. Um, but, you know, as as you know, I, I have a bookshelf on my desk facing me, and it has like 40 of my favorite books, the books that I use regularly, pull down, thumb through, put back, make some notes. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've talked about them on ideation calls. We sure have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you know, a book comes up, usually I'll I'll jump up and run over to one of my shelves and pull it off um, <laughs> just yeah to, you've given us show off i have that you've one given us, <laughs> you've given us some great recommendations yeah Let, let's uh let's talk about a recommendation for something that's coming up and it um it's it's a biggie for professional government marketers and that's the the game conference this year uh run us through the uh the lineup here sure uh, well, I, I would assume most of your listeners already know, but the GAIN conference, it's the sixth year. It's uh, part of, it's a program out of Government Marketing University, and it is for, totally for government marketers. The curriculum is all about becoming a better government marketer. Um, it is virtual again this year. It's being uh, presented over three consecutive Thursdays. Thursday, November 4th. The overall topic is it's all about strategic marketing. Thursday, November 11th, the focus is all about government personas. And on Thursday, the 18th, the focus is on campaign strategy. And the, the lineup is just really impressive. The first day, uh, I'm just going to pick out a few things at more or less at random. There's a market intelligence panel with um, Troy Schneider of FCW, uh, Frank Conkle of Government Executive, narrated by Brian Chittister, our mutual friend at Open Text. Um, uh, on this, on the public persona conversation, it's being driven by Aaron Heffron of Market Connections. Stephen Vito is talking about how to engage your audience. Our friend Janet Waring is talking on uh, the campaign strategy, uh, talking about, I'm sure, uh, SEO strategies, website audits, understanding your audience. So it's just, it's just packed with you know, both strategic and very much tactics, you know, news you can use. Yep. Um, and it's very reasonable. It's reasonable to attend um, as a, um, a government 
uh, attendee, and it's very reasonable to become a sponsor if you're a um, if you're a vendor that sells services to this market. Yeah, I do want to point out that my buddies uh, Amber Hart and Lisa Shea Munt of the Pulse of GovCon will also be doing yes. a, uh, a fireside uh, chat. They're great. I love them. Yes. And I heard a rumor, Mark, that uh, you might be presenting as well. Uh, rumor is true. I will be doing a 10-minute case study on account-based marketing leveraging LinkedIn. So, and I'm not oh. sure which day that's going to fall on. Not the first day, certainly, but uh, okay. yeah. Okay. It'll yeah. be on the site soon. Fantastic. You, you can find information at the Gain Conference, all one word, dot com. And uh, all of the speakers are up there, minus me. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, ton of information. Uh, I'm sorry it's not going to be live because this is one of my two favorite networking events of the year uh physical networking events of the year the other would have been the uh the government it sales conference and that has also uh been postponed so it will not occur this year hopefully it'll occur early in uh 2022 yeah i'm with you mark i i was looking forward to seeing uh, a bunch of our uh fellow marketers um and actually you know going back to an old fashioned in-person event. But I will say that, you know, last year in the throes of the pandemic, uh, GAIN did a fantastic job of presenting their information in a virtual format, doing that pivot that we were talking about earlier. And I would anticipate it's just gonna be even, even smoother and more information packed this year uh, from the looks of the uh, agenda. Yeah. And, you know, just to give you an idea, this isn't something that is is thrown together lightly. You know, the the advisory board for this, Rachel Bennett, Luann Brossman, Tiffany Brown, Brian Chittister, uh, Kathy Cromley, Carrie Drake, Blake Eckert, Stephen Ellis, Stephanie Geiger, Ariel Glassman, my buddy Ariel. Uh, and they're all my buddies. Andrea <laughs> Mohammed, my, my old buddy, Jennifer Montesano. She's not old, but we've known each other a long time. Uh, Walter Paley, Tammy Rice, Alan Rubin, every, you know, bright guy. Uh, and Daniel, Danielle Warren. That, that is a brain trust to die for. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and folks that know that to ask for people's time, you, you have to present content that provides a lot of value. Right. And, you know, um, as Sherman Potter said of his uh, wife's sisters, not a bum in the lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I shall wrap up with Chris right after this. As you navigate the uncertainties of our new reality, Federal News Network is here to guide you through it. Download our revamped mobile app for all the latest news and information on your agency's evolving telework, pay and leave policies, acquisition guidance, and what this all means for your TSP. We're here to serve you, the dedicated federal employees and contractors who continue to serve your mission. The Federal News Network app, available on the App Store and on Google Play. 
Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here today with my friend Chris Parente. Uh, and if you didn't catch it earlier, Chris and I uh, co-chair with Janet Waring, the, uh, the ideation community of interest for Government Marketing University. And Chris and I knew each other before, but not that well. And over the last year and a half, we've, uh, we've developed quite a good relationship. Uh, I've even asked him to edit a couple of my articles before they go live. And he makes me look smarter. I love when that happens. So speaking of articles and stuff like that, let's talk about why content can work for any company. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Mark, pleasure to uh, edit the occasional piece from you. Oh, good. Um, More's coming then. <laughs> Well, you know, Mark, we've talked about this on many in a, uh, many occasion. Um, the consultive type of sale that's required today in an age of, you know, the, the, the enlightened customer, uh, you know, the, the customer knows so much more than they did maybe 10, 15 years ago. And you have to take a consultive sales approach um, and you have to come up with content that different, differentiates you from your competitors in a way that is logical and persuasive and accurate. I mean, you and I have talked about the, the dark funnel. Uh, Tracy Moon at uh, uh, FireEye Mandiant used that term at a game show in the past. And you know what, what she meant by that was, if you're not educating your clients and your prospects with high quality content that differenti- differentiates you and projects your thought leadership, they're getting education somewhere else. And they're not, you know, the 75% relates to the uh, percentage of the sales process that is done by the customer before they ever want to talk to you. So if you're not educating them, if you're not using content to differentiate, then all they're going to ask about you is, hey, are you, is your price lower than your competitor? And that's a loser conversation for the vast majority of service providers, uh, they don't want to talk about price. They want to talk about why their solution is objectively better. You have to do that early and you have to do it constantly and you have to do it through high quality content delivered in a number of ways. So the, the number of ways, are you talking about formats? Talking about, yes, I'm talking about formats, but I'm also talking about um, search engine optimization um, I think you and I talked about the, the most recent market connections report that conclusively showed that government decision makers do put a put importance to organic search results. If if they do a search on something and you're always near the top, that means something to them. So there's there's SEO, um, there's podcasts. There could be placed articles in the federal trades. There's syndication of content. Uh, there's just a number of number of different ways and formats. Um, infographics, uh, doing a short video. Yeah, there's all sorts of content. There are all sorts of ways to do it and formats to do it. Okay, so let's dive a little deeper here. Give me the elements of successful content elements of okay there's i would say there's one central theme uh don't try to communicate too many things in a single piece of content 
um, there is a, um, a clear differentiator as to what you provide. There is some sort of validation that what you're saying is accurate. And when, when you say that, are you talking like third party research or what? It could be third party research. It could be um, perhaps it's uh, a, for instance, one of my clients just, uh, there was a, the Navy did a face off on a uh, endpoint detection and response uh, solution and they won. So clear, you know, clearly something like that is a validation. Um, yes, it could be a study. Um, it could be, um, this is a little bit more B2B, but you know, it could be something Gartner said, that sort of thing, uh, an, an, what an analyst said. And then a, call to, a clear call to action. Always give the, always give the visitor, the uh, prospect, a clear indication of what the next step is because every piece of content is designed to facilitate uh, their, the person's, the prospects move through the sales funnel, the sales process. Okay, so um, what about gated versus ungated? When, when do you start gating? Great question. Uh, you start gating lower down in the sales funnel. So, and this gets into, you know, you know there are different ROI metrics for different types of content, right? So if you're looking to expand your reach or engage a larger number of prospects, you don't want to gate because that that is going to create, that, that's going to stop a large percentage of people, right? And at that point in a campaign, the metrics of success might be time on site, bounce rate, uh, increased organic traffic, uh, social shares, if you're keeping track of that. You want to start gating when you move further down the funnel, let's say medium to lower, uh, and then you want to start gating because you want to you know, develop you know, clear leads um, and market qualified leads, um, sales accepted leads, that sort of thing. Cool. What about length? Do, do different formats allow for longer content or should everything, considering the uh, apparent attention span for an adult human being is about nine seconds? Um, <laughs> that's, it, it's a joke, but it's true, right? Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. There are two, there are two, schools of thought here. I, 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 I like a shorter, if you're at the top of the funnel, you want to keep it maybe six, 700 words, for instance, a blog post. Um, StoryTech does do a lot of, you know, white paper and solution sheet work for clients where those are longer. Um, I think it's still an important information source for the government decision maker. Um, but then you'll, You'll also hear from SEO experts that um, a slightly longer blog post can be even more effective because it could be more highly optimized. So it depends on it. There's no, I don't think there's a blanket answer to that question mark. And that's why, that's why it's so important to keep up with things in marketing and, and not stand still because, you know, they're, they're, you have to listen to opposing views on what is most effective. And then of course, you know, try to see what, uh, try to have clear metrics of success for every client engagement and do your own learning. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that you know, I I've had to alter my opinions over the last eighteen months because of things I've learned in ideation, and I don't like having to alter my opinions. <laughs> A uh, super quick example, and once again, why the ideation calls are so fun and productive. The, the conversation we had recently about hashtags and whether you should ever try to create your own hashtag. Many people on the call said, absolutely not. Go where the hashtag has already developed a big audience. There were other people who said, well, wait a minute. You can, you can try to create your own hashtag if it's clever enough um, and at least give your followers uh, a way to curate all of your content so you know that's a small example of what you just said yeah and and uh i did the original presentation but janet waring's uh input at the end really clarified a lot yep. so uh yep. and and everybody else's too um give me give me a couple of quick things contractors can do content wise to kick off the new year you bet. I, I would say if they haven't already, Mark, um, do a do a professional site audit. Do a do an audit of your site. Make sure that you totally understand who's coming to your site, why they are coming to your site. Are they the people that you want to be coming to your site? What's the kind of contents that's driving them there? Then, if you haven't already you know, solidify your messaging, understand exactly what you want to say, and then take a shot at developing an editorial calendar based on that research, based on the messaging that is coincides with your quarterly or annual, however you do it, marketing goals for the upcoming year. That would be something that would be incredibly productive activity to be doing now uh, to get ready for next year. Cool. Chris Parente, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Mark, uh, and look forward to talking with you um, every Tuesday morning. Indeed. Uh, Chris Parente, you can find him at uh, uh, storytechconsulting.com. You can find him on LinkedIn. This is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government. But over the last several years, I've focused on three primary areas, developing a subject matter expert, putting content in part as part of that, and using LinkedIn as the, uh, as the place to highlight all of your stuff apart from your website. Uh, so if that's of interest, drop me a line, Mark Amtower, Gmail, and thank you for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. 
There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Before Avid Exchange, managing accounts payable took too much time and effort. Coding and reviewing invoices, tracking down approvals, the list goes on. But with Avid Exchange, your AP is automated, so you can review and approve invoices anytime, anywhere. You'll gain greater visibility and control into your workflow, giving you time to focus on more important things. Experience the power of change. Avid Exchange. Learn more at avidexchange.com. That's avidexchange.com.